Coming to you live and direct, this is a Real Ties Production Podcast. It's your boy Jay Ruck and my homeboy Cam. We about to jump it off. Let's go. You know what I'm saying? Real trust is everybody's serenity. <laughs> what, what you mean? What do you mean? Oh, oh yeah, he is tripping. Perfect example. And camera scales. <laughs> Patrick, <laughs> money man, Mahomes. Tosh Production Podcast, and we are back. RTP ho, you know how it goes. So, um, I'm going to just jump right into it. Episode Episode 10. 10, Double digits, we finally hit it, man. We here. Let's get it. So, um, Mother's Day just passed. Yep. Father's Day coming up. And um, I was was sitting at my family's house, my Titi house, and it was like my older cousin. She got four kids. Um, My other cousin, she got three kids and my granny was all in the living room that's so who how big is this living room i mean it ain't it's like a townhouse it ain't it ain't nothing stupid but the living room's like a decent size we comfortable in there we ain't stacked so um so topic came up everybody know um i listen to a lot of rap hip-hop r&b but sometimes i am with the rah-rah shit Mm -hmm. so um my granny was like oh you what type of music you be listening to in the car when you ride around with Josiah or whatever like that? I'm like, I mean, I still listen to the same same type of music. Right. You know what I'm saying? I ain't about to change it. So they got into the whole thing where they were like, um, no, you should, you, should, you should censor what you have your kids listening to. And I'm like, no, nah, I, think, I think in 2021, I think it's kind of the inevitable with kind of what your kids are going to hear or kind of what your kids are going to see, especially with people giving their um, kids phones as early now. Well, I'll play devil's advocate right here in this situation. Your your family has a point because your kids are going to, they're going to, like you said, inevitably see what they see, hear what they hear. But if they're hearing it Mm -hmm. before they can see it, I don't know if that, if that's going to be like an issue or per se, he's just hearing something he shouldn't be hearing at such a young age that if he grasps onto that okay. even earlier than <clears throat> what he probably should. So if he he's learning about whatever they're talking about in a song when he's four or five, right? he might, he should be learning that when he's maybe like nine or 10 or maybe even older than that. Right. So I see what they're saying. So I'm a, um, so, okay. So, so you don't censor your music at all when you're riding with no, the no, two no. kids at all? No, no, I don't censor my music because of this. So whenever whenever I was telling them this, they came with the mm-hmm. same type of energy you mm-hmm. came with. You know yeah. what I'm saying? They should listen to, they should be exposed like later in life, yeah. which I can I completely understand where they're coming from. But at the same time, I think it's all about how you parent and teach. So okay. if I'm if I'm riding around and my kids hear like ho or bitch or fuck or yeah. some shit like that mm-hmm. and we're walking around the house or something and I hear him like yeah mimicking yeah. that shit you know so I have to like check that shit right if I continue to let that shit go that's on me mm-hmm. that's you know, I, it ain't gonna ever be on them right that's on me so um to I say all that to say this this episode is about parental control yeah. and how we how we think that uh parenting um your child or um how parents are planting seeds to 
kind of lead kids on the path of corruption or destruction or success or failure um, to me. And that the inevitable thing was kind of me just getting my views out there to other experienced parents. Yeah. Like, obviously, my grandma, like, she's had kids. She's had grandkids. You know, and she has mm-hmm. great grandbabies now. So she yeah. she feels like she knows, you know what I'm saying, the whole book. Mm-hmm. But to me, I'm just like, the world's different now. Yeah. Things are changing now. Like, people are asking me, like, oh, are you going to spank your kids? And my initial answer was, hell yeah. Hell yeah. I can't, I can't wait. <laughs> I can't wait <laughs> to whoop their ass. But... Now that I've uh, now that they're here and everything, and I um, have some time to like think about it, I think like conversation is yeah. uh, the most important thing that you should do with your kids. Because I think like <clears throat> spanking your kids or whooping your kids is, uh, I think it's the lazy way of parenting. Yeah, I think like if your kids That's like true. making you frustrated or mad or something like that, and you just lash out and you just want to whoop their ass, I think that's kind of lazy. Now, <clears throat> because yeah. you have a lot of kids that need, uh, like, mental health is a huge thing in, like, schools now. Yeah. Huge thing. Like, yeah. at uh, at Lafayette, there's kids that were saying they take, like, an hour and a half break in, in the middle of school for some mental health or something. Like, every three days a week or something like that. I'm like, we didn't have that shit. Yeah, we didn't. I wish we had an hour and a half just to bullshit around, man. But that's beside the point. So... Um, mental health is huge because the communication is off with parents to their kids. That's why everybody is finding everything with their friends because... And online. And online. So that's why I'm like the inevitable of them hearing or seeing whatever is going to come from somewhere. And I would like for it to come from me so I can kind of tweak those things up other than somebody just throwing at them. What I think is interesting, what you're saying is when we received the information that we received it was because we were outside we were with our friends and then right. whatever their parents exposed them to mm-hmm. it was kind of like information or like kind of a new way of thinking about things to us right. not saying that we were super sheltered but like it's just different environments so there's yeah. things that I brought to my friends that they didn't think they about didn't know. Yeah. or they didn't know about but there's right. things that they're maybe teaching me and maybe some of the certain things that they're telling me a little more explicit than what I'm probably used to Oh me. and so yeah. when I'm thinking about that I'm like wait a minute I got to understand that these kids come from different environments and what their parents, you know, do censor and don't censor. Right. So I think that uh, not to even like it's not like a racial thing at all. But Mm -mm. um, like I did go to a majority white school. Mm -hmm. So a lot of things that were you brought up environment. So a lot of things that were, I guess, sheltered from kids out here versus kids like in the city was a lot different. So me exposing some stuff that like, you know what I'm saying? My mom holds true and uh, firm in her household. Like other kids like didn't. So like in high school, we'd be downstairs, you know what I'm saying? Playing a game or whatever at one of my friend's house. And his mom like went to go get us like food or something. And she, um, she like was standing at the top of the stairs and she was calling my friend name. She was like, I'm going to just throw out a random, I ain't trying to name drop my homeboy, but <laughs> let's just say his name was like Tim or something. So she was like, Tim, um, uh, and she, he ain't say nothing. So she called his name again. She was like, Tim, and you know, so I'm like, hey, Tim, bro, uh, <laughs> your mom calling you, bro. And he ain't even say nothing to me. He's like, all right, bro. And I'm like, damn, what the fuck? <laughs> so she was like, Tim, and the th- after the third time, bro, he snapped. 
he snapped. He was like, Mom, what the fuck do you want? Or something like that. I'm like, whoa, bro. But I've only been kicking it at his crib probably like three times. And I'm like, bro, if if my mom would have called me more than once, Thanks. it would have been up there, bro. It wouldn't have <laughs> been no third time. She would have came. Fuck that food. You not eating. So just things like that. You, mm-hmm. you start to notice like how different households are ran to give kids the leeway to kind of leave with that shit. Like he felt comfortable to ignore his mom right. because of how he was brought up. Right. He felt like he had a platform to kind of do whatever the hell he wanted to do or say what he wanted to say. And I think yeah. that all comes from an early age of how parents are planting those seeds for their kids. Yeah. So that kind of brings me into my next point about uh, planting seeds. I think what a lot of what we're seeing now is young kids, I would say that are probably the kids at least that were born in the 2000s, mm-hmm. in the 2000s, 2000, 2000 to 2004 or five range. Shout out AD. They are kind of been raised by the internet a little bit more so than mm-hmm. we were. Yeah. So they're finding like the stuff that we were had to slowly gradually learn about. Mm-hmm. They're just now, it's just not popping up on Instagram or Snapchat or Twitter, and like just whatever. Right. And they're exposed to information that we were never exposed to just because we didn't have, we didn't grow up with smartphones. Like I know people's first phone was an iPhone. And so that already tells me like, okay. Yeah. My first phone was a damn flip phone, bro. Yeah. I had to pay for minutes to get on that motherfucker. I had a little Walmart look. (laughs) (laughs) What's the little smart companies or something like Uh that? My mom had to pay for minutes to get on that shit. When I was out of minutes, shit, it's over with. (laughs) It's over with, bro. But, um, I think that, uh, kids finding, um, kind of answers online is an easy way for them to challenge their parents' uh, kind of principles on everything. So if, like, your parents I are telling I think it does bring a different awareness to yeah. a kid at a younger age, which I think can be good. The awareness, it can be good. It can be bad. Yeah, I, was about to say, it, it, I think it can do more more bad as, as far as the communication goes. Right. I think it could do more bad than, than good because when we was younger, bro, whatever, you know what I'm saying, your mom or your dad, you know what I'm saying, told you, it was law. Mm-hmm. It wasn't no, well, what about this? I seen this, or right. I looked this shit up, or, <laughs> right. you know, it was whatever they said, it, it was it. That mm-hmm. goes for, like, religion, that goes for everything. Mm-hmm. So whatever they said, it was it was facts. So now that you, like, born in this generation where you can kind of double-check shit, it, mm-hmm. it brings a different type of energy to the dinner table. You know what I'm saying? Right. And they can say some shit, like, well, I seen this, or my teacher told me this, or... Um, Elon Musk said, that, you know, whatever the fuck it is, right. so it's, right. it brings a different type of uh, communication to the table where they feel like they can, they got a voice at an earlier age, and I think that's kind of like fucking with uh, parenting. Okay, these yeah. these well, kids during this shit. Speaking of of communication, um, I think we well, since you're a parent, your kids can't communicate with you yet. Yeah, but you're old enough to have experiences the communication you have and have not had with your with your parents or grandparents, right, right. do you believe that kids oftentimes are, well, I should say oftentimes will hide their traumas necessarily from their parents? 100%. 100%. There's, there's countless amounts of things that I've done or that I've been through or seen that I never told my mom. Yeah. Never told my granny. You know what I'm saying? One, 
I think some of it will break their heart thinking that, you know what I'm saying, that baby was out here going through some of this right. shit. But at the same time, it's like <clears throat> you don't want them to to kind of have a different view on on you. Right. You know what I'm saying? So <clears throat> some shit you just going to take to the grave like you was out here doing this or doing that, but sh- you still here. Right. Okay. Some some yeah. stuff you had to do, you know what I'm saying, to get by. So it wouldn't be like if you was – hurting for some bread or something like that, and you finessed some kid right. at school that you didn't know and you don't give a fuck. Like, you're not about to tell your mom that shit. You're not about to tell... You You not about. You probably tell your homeboy if that. But if it's something, like, minor like that, you're not about to... It's, it's <laughs> just whatever at that point. But you're not... The first person you're not about to tell is your parents. So I think, like, stuff like that that you go through, like, it's kind of hard to. What age do you think you realized that... Well, here's my thing. Mm-hmm. As I've gotten older, mm-hmm. I've started to see my parents as people versus versus parents. parents it's, not like, yeah. it's not a 50-50 because it's always, you know, okay. it's my mom, my dad, my stepmom, right. my right. stepdad. Like, that's always the respect and the authority, obviously, is always going to be there. Mm-hmm. But it's just weird, you know, I'm not saying I'm, like, picking up on tendencies or, like, trying to, like, put, you know, the circles and put the dots together. But right. It's interesting when when you get older and realize, you know, at your age or at my age, parents were doing something totally different. So they're not going to understand. They yeah, might not yeah. understand, you know, dating and relationships nowadays and what happens. They sure might don't. not understand. For a good example, today, um, Brian Jr., he, mm-hmm. I guess, I don't know if he has a girlfriend or not. But <laughs> Shout she, out to the boy. She bought, she bought him uh, some clothes. Mm-hmm. And my dad or my stepdad was like... Um, He's like, uh, are you guys dating? He's like, well, no, we're not dating. He's like, well, why is she giving you clothes? Why is she <laughs> buying you clothes? Because obviously it's not the girl buying, it's her mom. Right, right. So. What, they he, like little freshmen? Yeah, freshmen. Yeah. And he's like, well, how did you guys meet? And he goes, Snapchat. Oh, shit. And he was like, wait, what? And everybody kind of just laughed because it's like, it's totally normal for him yeah, yeah. to say that. But it's like obsolete but like, to like yeah, everybody to him, else. Yeah. He's, he's looking at this situation like, how could you even call somebody like your girlfriend you met on Snapchat? Like, do you guys hang out? What are you guys doing? Are you guys going on dates? Like, you can't even drive. Well, he's about to start driving. His birthday is tomorrow. Oh, damn. Tomorrow. So, have a cash day, boy. So, <coughs> it's just interesting when I, because it just made me think a little bit like, okay, here's, you know, my mom and stepdad have been married for however many years. Right. And he's about to date another girl from another school. Mm-hmm. And he met her on Snapchat. It's just like. I think that uh, meeting people online is, I think people were kind of getting scared of it at first. Scared to kind of say like, oh, I met them through whatever. like a dating app or Facebook or Instagram or whatever the hell it is. I think people were kind of like afraid to kind of put that out there. Like if they ended up being married and they've, Initially, like, though, people be like, oh, how'd you guys meet? And their meet story was, like, on the internet. (laughs) People weren't really, like, proudly, like, saying that shit. Now that it's so, like, normal, like, people really don't give a shit. Like, everybody's Mm kind of meeting everybody online. Like, it's kind of difficult. I wouldn't say it's difficult, but it's kind of, like, not normal for you to, like, go and um, just try to pick up girls at a bar or some shit like that like you go on with a group and you'll meet somebody through mutual friends or something like that like some if you go on out with your homeboys and you know you link up with i mean at the same time you kind of are always going to i mean not always going to pick up girls but if you are single then yeah I mean, yeah 
it's not always the objective, but at the same time, if you it see happens somebody like you that. like, then right. it might happen nine times out of ten. It usually doesn't. Exactly. But, but I'm like, on, online, it's easier to... People hide yeah, behind online. It's, it's, easy, it's yeah. easier to uh, speak your mind online. It's easier to say whatever you want to. It's easier to shoot your shot online. It's weirder, if, though. If you miss, it then it's kind of like, all right, well, nobody ain't see that shit. Like, it'd be different if you walked up to a girl and was like, oh... You uh, let me buy you a drink, or you trying to dance, or you know, let me get your whatever like that. Mm-hmm. And she tell you no, your homeboys. You walk back to your homeboys, they dogging your <laughs> shit. So it's different if you just shoot your shot online, like in a DM. Like only way somebody gonna find out is if she blasts your shit. But nine times let's out of ten, hope. she probably let's she probably not. ain't like let's she probably getting all the other DMs too. So it don't even matter. Yeah. <laughs> so there's a gr- I feel like there's a growing. I was growing because it's always happening. Right. Um, but now that we're older, we're kind of, you know, seeing things, seeing situations for what they are. Mm-hmm. You got, you know, people out here with multiple baby mamas, girls out here with multiple Jesus. baby daddies. Jesus. As a, you know, father of with one woman, mm-hmm. two kids. Right. What? I, just, I shouldn't say what. You can't, you can't really give any advice. Mm-hmm. But I mean, wait. What's your question? I'm trying to. Th- I'm trying to think of my question. It's advice I would give to like people trying to this like stepping into this parent game. Not like stepping into it, but <clears throat> I guess you you could always give advice on that because yeah. every day is a learning experience. I would say right. to um, if you want to avoid the. Yeah, multiple I, multiple baby mamas, multiple baby daddy maybe, shit like I that. I guess you could say that. <clears throat> I guess you should. The best advice I can give you is to take all precautions with who the fuck you sleeping with. Yeah. You can't just be raw dogging with the stranger right, down the right. street. Like it can't. If you if you willing to lay down with somebody, you have to accept the fact that if you you could possibly have a kid with this person. Because especially like being a like we males, right? So if something happened, an oops happened, and she want to keep it, you you like yeah. forever linked with that girl, no matter if you just met her an hour ago, two days ago, whatever. So right. <clears throat> I would say be a hundred percent careful because if something happens, then you like forever linked to that person for at least the next. I mean, if you want to say it like that, if you want to at least the next eighteen years, but I mean, you gonna be in your kid's life forever, regardless. Forever. So. Right. <laughs> it's always gonna be like, oh, if you gotta pick the kid up from their mom's house, or mm-hmm. now you got other extended family like her, her parents and shit, like her siblings and stuff like that. So, I would say just be a hundred percent careful, like especially like ladies, stop giving, stop giving it up to all these lame niggas, um, <laughs> because it it it'll be it'll be a tragedy if you have a kid with with a with a with a lame. Right, a person that's not gonna Vice step person. up to the to the table, yeah. a person that's not gonna provide for their family, a person that's gonna walk out. If mm-hmm. you don't, if you don't know a hundred percent that that person's gonna yeah. be there for whatever, then how you gonna give that up to them? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And if you're not even like thinking about that, then you kind of like for the streets. Yeah. So, and I wouldn't want somebody that's for the streets raising raising my family. You True. know what I'm saying? So you kind of have to. <clears throat> I wouldn't say like. Be a hundred percent careful because if you single and in the streets right now, shit, I've been there. It, <laughs> yeah. it can get kind of reckless. So, yeah. um, but I'm saying once you once you understand that it's all it's all kind of bullshit, you kind of have to find your way through that shit and find a not to necessarily say the right one, but 
the one that you feel like even if they're not the right one for your relationship they can be the right mother for your for your kids right so <clears throat> that's how i kind of figure that figure that shit out for myself i don't i don't have my dad to kind of sit me right. down and kind of set that shit up for me i had to go out and figure that out on my own so what has been the most challenging the most surprisingly challenging thing so far about raising i would say not two kids but maybe you can go back to when josiah was born what was the most challenging thing that was kind of surprising to you <clears throat> the most challenging thing to me was the fact that being a first-time parent everybody that was experienced so everybody that already had kids like your aunts your your granny your uncles yeah. whoever mm -hmm. <clears throat> your friends parents everybody kind of wanted to take that first-time parent experience away from you so um everything that you were doing was like like somebody looking over your shoulder or somebody like double checking you or you need to be doing this or you need to be doing that. Like, it's not like they let you like figure it out on your own. Okay. <clears throat> so that was the that's thing good, I was struggling a, with the most. Like, like advice is fine, but like right. when people are, you need to, you need to do this, do that. I'm kind of like, well, shit, I got to kind of figure it out on my own too. You know what I'm saying? I'm here with him every single day. So I should feel like every kid is different. So let me kind of figure this out. Right. Let me let me be a dad. <laughs> Don't tell me what I need. Maybe yeah. suggest some yeah. things. Yeah, you can you can give me as many suggestions as you would like to. But when you start like the demands, and it wasn't like the demands from just like one person. It was the demands from like kind of it felt like everybody. Yeah. So that was the the hardest thing I was struggling with for real because I was like I at that point I'm like I'm not yeah. really trying not to hear nothing from nobody. True. So True. <clears throat> I would say that was the hardest thing. True. So whenever somebody my age like has a kid or something like that and they ask me for advice i i tell them like be aware of that because it's 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 gonna it's it's gonna come it's interesting because obviously i don't have any kids and <laughs> right. i'm not even in the position where i'm looking at you know the next girl i want to take on a date or go on a date with or start talking to as like oh she might be the one that's not even really in my it's just not even really in my vision right now cam is single ladies but yeah <laughs> but and maybe, I mean, I'll be 25 in December. Right. But I think if you're talking about, for me, for my quote-unquote life plan that I've always, you know, seen ahead of me since I was a kid, at least try to have maybe a kid around the age of 28, 29, hopefully. Mm -hmm. If it's after that, then, you know, whatever. But by then, I think if, I, if I'm waiting, I'll be able to get a perspective of, because I know your kids will be old as hell by then. By in three years, they'll be three, three and two, yeah. four, three or four years. Yeah. And then my older brother, he'll probably have had a kid by then. We'll have friends who have had kids by then. Yeah. So it'll just be, it'll be nice to see different parenting styles, how it turns out, and how yeah. it turns out, and how a different approaches I can go. Because I trust y'all. I can get, I can get that you need to do this or you should do this from you guys. But yeah. I, I can understand <clears> how it gets a little overbearing because even talking about, if I'm talking about my school and what my major and what mm -hmm. I plan on doing mm -hmm. and it's always oh you need to do this or you should do this and it's like oh, you're suggesting a whole bunch of things that you I'm probably not going to be interested in and knowing me you probably shouldn't even have, not even saying that you shouldn't suggest it but if you can even get the vibe that you probably are iffy on even asking me then mm -hmm. you should probably know that it's probably not something that suits what I'm trying to do and at the end of the day <clears throat> you the one that's going to have to go right. through the shit. Mm -hmm. So I feel like at that point, it should only be suggestions because 
camera is going to make this. <laughs> yeah. You're going to make the yeah. decision at the very end of the day. Mm-hmm. You're going to make it. Now, your parents can't make it for you. Right. Your brothers can't make it for you. It's going to be you. Right. So it's, it should be all be suggestions. And when mm-hmm. it comes to parenting, I feel like that narrative is kind of like it's not into play. Like people like are you you need to do this you mm-hmm. you better do this. It's or, turned into that, yeah. And I'm like every every mm-hmm. kid is different, man. Every mm-hmm. baby's different. Every baby's born different. Everything. Like I have two kids, and it was mm-hmm. both of them were completely different. Right. The 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 birth everything. So raising them, I know will kind of be similar because they're both boys, but at the same time, like they're both still individuals. Yeah. So I, th- I think growing up, the one thing I've learned now is. My parents are really good at being parents. Mm-hmm. And, like, my mom is, she's really good at being a mom. And a lot of people will, will tell me that or have told me that in the past. And I'm like, you, you're really right. Because as it comes to being a mom and raising children and mm-hmm. keeping them on the right path and then really just giving them the freedom to do what they want to do, but yeah. it, keeping them in line and with yeah. the things that they know that they're going to want to be focused on. Like, obviously you want to all get them in sports, like whatever, that's just what we do in our family. Mm-hmm. If they don't want to do that, then that's okay. So what happens if they want to do that. Okay. Right. So now that you want to do that, this is what you have to do to get to these steps. And I feel like, of course, not every kid has the same guidance as the other kid. Right. But sometimes I just think that some people don't take a step back and look at, kids like the parents environment that they raise them in and the mm-hmm. resources that they have versus yeah, they a kid who doesn't have any right. and i'm not saying that because my parents have some great resources that you know my brothers and sisters have an advantage well they only have an advantage if they use these resources yeah so yeah. <clears throat> i'm not saying that you know because they have these resources that they're mm-hmm. you know above this or above that but there's a lot of people who are ignorant as kids, we're ignorant to the environments that other people might grow up in. We don't understand. So, um, to touch on that, yeah, <clears throat> my god brother just came up here like I probably say like two months ago, and we had a similar conversation like that. Like his dad's pretty successful, um, and he has his own business and stuff, and he's working <clears throat> for his dad. His dad's paying for him to go to school, all this stuff. Like he he being taken care of, right? And he felt like. That um, he felt like bad for like using his dad for this or for that or whatever like that, and I said, bro, like that's a blessing. Right. You know what I'm saying? Your dad put in the he put in the the hard work, so his he's available to give his kids kind of right. right. whatever right. <clears throat> for as long right. as like, bro, we 25, and he's still able to like provide for you when when it's no hesitation, no questions asked. If you need this or need that, like it's it's up there. So I said, like, don't ever feel like like bad for your dad putting you in a situation to be successful. Like just because there's kids out here that don't have it, that that has nothing to do with you, bro. Right. You know what I'm saying? Take it, take full advantage of that shit. Don't be out here starving yourself because of something that's going on somewhere else in the world. Like there's kids that are living in third world countries and got clean water, ain't got no shoes on their feet, stuff like that. But there's kids that in, there's in our country that ain't in got our that. country too. Yeah. So I'm like, it ain't. That not to say that that has nothing to do with me because you always want to be able to kind of give back and help, you know what I'm saying, build something from that. But at the same time, like you kind of have to handle what you have going on right now. Mm-hmm. And if right now in your environment is set up for success from your parents, like why not take full advantage of that shit? Right. So I was putting him like that's kind of how I, I don't at ever it. think 
because that's a that's something that we can really we have seen firsthand experience of yeah. you know kids that are privileged and you know it's two ways we're kind of with that street yeah, either yeah. you're either the privileged kid who's an asshole or you're the privileged kid who's like humble as hell right, like, yeah. you know I don't care about what my parents are doing mm-hmm. like these are my friends whatever right. I think it's kind of weak that that people would feel like they don't have a way to kind of communicate that like with their parents like how 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 they feel about like what they're doing and what their direction is because it's i think it's all about expectation mm-hmm. like they think that their parents expect them to be this or be that or be here or be there and if they're not then they feel like they're not doing enough and if they're not having that conversation with their parents how the hell you gonna know that right. that's why i feel like it's the disconnect with communication from parents to child because if you out here feeling like you ain't doing enough or whatever like that why not go get that confirmation why not go you know what I'm saying that's your parents bro you can go you should be able to rap to your parents about whatever and especially now we adults like why not like kind of bring that up at the next time y'all grabbing a drink or going to get something to eat or whatever it is like let's go get some lunch or something like that like some kids don't even have the they don't even have the opportunity to kind of sit down with their parents like some parents might be somewhere across the country they could be going to school somewhere else or their parents might not be here or something like that so i say all that to say this again like if you have the setup put in place by your parents yeah. take full advantage of that shit there's if nothing you, wrong with nothing taking wrong with advantage that. of it it's just yeah. how you it's your output to it so if you have all these advantages and you are some prick or you're an asshole it's people are obviously going to be gonna turned come off full by it's, it's going to come full circle it's going to come full because people are going to look at you in the mirror like okay because you are this like we didn't care that you all have all this yeah. money it's the way that you act with it yeah so you're just you know you know the saying is you're not a different person when the money comes you're just more of that person exactly which is more money exactly so if you out here just like <clears throat> throwing money um if 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 how you carry yourself is money driven then you'll look kind of kind of weak to me because if if that's all that you relying relying on don't have no kids i have yeah. i have more i bring more to the table than somebody that's just that just has money in their face right you know what i'm saying i feel like my character is better than you i feel like how i carry myself is better than you i feel like the people that's around me um hold on to me stronger than people that's holding on to people that's holding on that's around you holding on to that bread because if that bread gone but they're not going to give a damn about you. Right. You know what I'm saying? If I, if I blow up and win the lotto tomorrow, obviously I'm going to have <laughs> hell of people around me banging my line. But if I fall, you know what I'm saying, on my face too, I'm going to also still have people around me that's going to be able to help pick me up too. So just because you was born in a situation where you have hella bread or something like that, like it's never, it should never be a fact that you should carry yourself like you better than somebody else especially if you was born into it like you didn't right. do shit for that shit right <laughs> you ain't put in the work for that shit but i'm not saying that you don't deserve it that's true i'm not that's saying true. you don't deserve it but i'm saying like don't don't throw it in my face like i didn't deserve it either like nobody asked to be in this world we was born into any situation like possible so if i was born in, in the gutter and you was born in on marble floors like Mm-hmm. That, that that was just a situation that you know what I'm saying God put in place for us. Uh, here's a, kind of a curveball in this conversation. What do you think about parents who let 
their kids that are like 27, 28, 29, 30 like live with them? What do you because I know it's a always we always look at the person who's living in the basement, but what do you think yeah. about the person who's letting them live there? What is it? I'm not saying what does it say? What does that look like as a parent on the outside looking in? But mm-hmm. what what is that? I don't know. What is that? Does that ring any bells? Is like any red flags? I should say. I think is a I think is a red flag for sure, on both ends though. From a parent standpoint, like, don't get me wrong. Like, if your kid is staying home because they're like in med school or something like that to save money to prolong themselves for success, like I completely understand that shit. Right. But if your kid is I mean, not that 27, kid. 28, mm-hmm. 29, 30, 30s plus. Still living downstairs on the on the couch, not working a normal ass nine to five job, just kind of bullshitting, like blowing all their money away or drinking all their money away. That's like you're enabling that problem. Right. Like the real world is eating your baby up and you ain't doing shit to help it. But That's true. But but hide it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But worsen it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like because if you throw that that kid. Well, they ain't even a kid at that point no more. Mm-hmm. If, you throw, <laughs> if you throw that person into the real world, that person will get eaten alive bro this real world out here is 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 really disgusting and if you ain't ready for it then it'll 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 fuck you up so for that for that parent that's allowing their kid to just kind of be sheltered from that Mm -hmm. i think it's only going worse than that kid and they'll be end up being 40 50 years old and still it's like a it's like a baby that's still like sucking on their mom's boob for too long like you, you babying that baby like for way too long. Mm-hmm. You know, you'll see certain situations where there'll be like a a three year old that's still like breastfeeding. <laughs> you'll be like, Jesus. "What? What is yeah. going? Like, how did you not like detach from that?" And that kid will have like, not not to say that every kid like that will have separation anxiety, but they could. Mm-hmm. They could, and they will have a fear of leaving the nest. And whenever you like leave, you feel like you always have to <laughs> hurry up and come, come back because yeah. that's where you're the most comfortable at. If you can't right. find comfort somewhere else besides like your parent, then that's a problem. Like you should be able to become your own individual and stand on your own. If your parents didn't b- help you build up that backbone enough to kind of face the world on your own and figure out stuff on your own, then that's kind of that's kind of a waste to me. That's true. I can understand that. Uh, I mean, as someone who's almost 25, I mean, I'd be done with my first year of school. But obviously even, you know, this summer was mm-hmm. kind of the first real time I had, like, not, like, looked in the mirror, but I was like, this, being at home is, this has got to be the last yeah. summer of this. Like, this will be the last summer I ever do this because yeah. I just feel at a certain point, moving out of the house, it's just kind of a milestone in itself. Like, yeah. I don't have to rely on going home. Like, I have a new home. It's mine. Jump off the porch. So it just, I think that's a different, I guess that's a milestone in itself as a, Mm -hmm. you know, younger, you know, grown man. Right. But at the same time, I feel like a parent should not, a parent should be enabling your kid getting out, whether that's helping financially or or not. They should always enable that because you have to, you have to, sometimes you just have to force people to do things. Yeah. Yeah. If you have to force a reality check on somebody, then sometimes it it works out for the better. Yeah. That's true. Even, even if like in that moment, that situation feels like fucked, like all, yeah. Like you wouldn't feel like, oh, my mom's kicking me out. Right. But 
I mean, some of the energy will kind of feel like that, if, especially if you mm-hmm. ain't never felt that from your parents. That's what you will feel like. Oh, they cut me off or whatever. Right. It's kind of to right. to kind of say like you need to get your shit together. Yeah. So um, I do. There's have a lot of parents that don't tell their kids that they need to get their shit together, and that's and, and they feel like that they starts doing fine. at that starts at 18 or yeah. not even 18. That kind of starts at like 17, 16, whatever. And they feel like they if they messing up in school or if they get into some drugs or they get into alcohol or they just kind of off the rail like. Their parents don't really, like, check that shit. Right. And they continue to let them, like, kind of do whatever the hell they want to do when they think that they, not to say that that whole what? saying of you think you grown, I think that saying is kind of weak. I think that kids feel like they are, they're experienced. Well, I think they the know scariest better. part, well, my parents are kind of going through it now where mm-hmm. my sister next year will be a senior in high school. I have a sophomore, freshman, eighth grade, and they're they have to spend they spend a lot of time away from the house so it's a lot of things that they can get themselves into Mm -hmm. and there's a lot of situations that they either can say yes to or or say no to that can be very minimal that could be a lot so right i think that's probably gonna be the scariest time for you as a parent is when your kids get to like middle school (laughs) and high school because of the time like my little brother he's about to get a car and so yeah, yeah. wherever he's going to be going, who knows who the knows? shit he's about to get himself yeah. into driving with right. his friends. Like right. you just, I know that they, they just pray that nothing, you know, crazy happens yeah. and they have to let their kids, you know, do what they're going to do at some point because if you hold them back too much, they're just going to be too sheltered. And my parents aren't going to let them be too sheltered to the point where they get in the real world and it's just like a it's fucked. brick to the face. Yeah. So, um, I think that's a milestone for for parents too. Yeah. Like to kind of overcome um, sheltering your kids too much. Like when they become of age to kind of do this or do that, you kind of have to. Not like you shooting in the dark, but you kind of have to. Um, you have to stand with faith that you raise your kid well enough to know that they'll be responsible with whatever new responsibilities they taking on. And point being a car, like yeah. that's a that's a big ass deal. Right. Like you could you could hurt yourself or somebody else with this motherfucker. Like right. you would hope that they would understand that by the end. So I think mm-hmm. that um it's nerve wracking, but I think that if you if you know as a parent that you that you raise your kid the right way, I think that you'll you'll sleep a little bit better knowing that they'll be all right. And if they not, they'll give you a call to let you know that something 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 went wrong. No, a curveball I'm gonna throw at you. Okay. Which I was thinking about the other day. Like, I just grew up with a single parent in my household until I moved in with my godparents, and it was mom and dad. That was the first time I experienced that shit. And then whenever they were going through a divorce, Mm -hmm. I never understood how traumatizing that shit was. Like, I was older. I was probably, like, 18. Yeah. 18, whenever that shit was going on. So, um, I never knew what, like, kids were going through. Whenever um, their parents were going through a divorce, because they weren't like my actual parents, they were just my godparents. Uh-huh. But the way that they went about it, like they would put, they wouldn't put my little god sister in the middle of it, but they would put me in the middle of it. So whenever your parents, yeah, went through a divorce, you guys were obviously a lot younger. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. but did that like did that play a part in how you how you looked at like either parent or like your relationship with? either parent at that time or like a little bit after that time no i will say when i was i probably got my head around the whole situation probably when i was around 
probably like 21, 22. Damn. In the fact that. When, 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 how old was you at when it happened? I think I was like three or four. Oh, shit. So, I thought you were like, like no, six or seven. Bro. No, I was four. So Jesus. I didn't know. Yeah. And so, you know, obviously you hear, you know, the story on both sides. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it depends on, you know, who, it's not really who a side it. that you're picking it. You're not picking a side. You're just hearing it from their point. Is, and it's not like I sit down and be like, okay, what happened here and here? Mm-hmm. They're just stuff that gets brought up. You'll just hear Whatever. So for me growing up, it was always, we're going to see my mom, we're going to see my dad. There's no, like, we're going to stay here and do whatever. Right. And that wasn't until probably when we all got into, like, later years of our, of high school and we could all kind of move around, like, how you wanted to, how we wanted to, okay. and we could stay with our mom and whatnot. But for what it was, it was, you know, my parents split up and, you know, my parents split up, you know, my mom met. Brian, Brian yeah. you know, obviously not very far after, or it was, you know, inter, intermingling, whatever it was. Right, right. And that happened, and they got married and had kids. So, mm-hmm. like, she got a divorce and then, you know, kind of started it back up and just, you know, found what she wanted to find and then right. did it. My dad, you know, went through his trials and tribulations with different yeah, people, yeah. and now he's finally, you know, settled down, settled around and married. Yeah. And um, it's just, those two different patterns have mm-hmm. always been interesting to look at right? as far as like, okay, your parents divorced, like then what happened after that? Cause then I yeah. can say, Oh, you know, somebody, my led mom, to my stepdad, they got four kids, whatever. And right. then my, they my dad's like, Is my dad have any other kids? Like, Nope. He just had us three. And they're like, know? that's really interesting. Like now he wasn't married through that time, but he did like, this is only his second, this is only his second married marriage. Right. And that was right. at 50, 50 or 51. Right. So, it's pretty interesting to look at. Um, there's no really picking sides. Not to, um, not to say like picking sides, but did you like feel like you ain't. So you, you said you started to like hear like not whispers, but you started to hear like talks about like kind of stuff got brought up uh, about how like it went or something. You kind of okay. got a better idea. So did you like did you feel like some like ill will towards like either 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 parent? Um, um, I, I don't in which I know your parents gonna be listening to this, but I don't want to put you in a bind. But I'm just like curious to see, like, because like with me, I did, mm-hmm. I did. Like you started to like we're older, we started to understand like kind of what was going on. And when you mm-hmm. start to put two and two together, you start to look at certain situations like, oh, that w- that's yeah. why you were doing this, or that's mm-hmm. why you were doing that, or something right. like that. So you start to not to say that you'll love whatever lesson for either one, because mm-hmm. it's it's a for everything regardless like that mm-hmm. but i'm just saying how you would you said you looked at your parents more so as like adults versus like parents now mm-hmm. so i'm looking at them the same way as like adults and i'm like i would never right do this 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 and that or vice versa i would never let this this or that happen you know saying to me if i was in that situation you start mm-hmm. to put yourself in that in their shoes and like how you would have went about certain situations and i know like um your parents did everything or all parents do everything that they can to make the situations right for their kids. But when you get right. older to realize how shit got actually played out, I start to look at shit like, oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that wasn't that wasn't what I was expecting. Right. So I would say not even, not that my mom's side is picture perfect. She's got the kids, you know, the, you know, whatever. And then my dad's side is like, you know, kind of a, you know, rocky road, and it might be sort of a rocky road. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know, 
there's a lot of stories I can and can't tell. Right, right. But obviously going up through the years and, you know, he would have, you know, different girlfriends, obviously, because he, you know, didn't just stay single until he was 50. You know, right, he right. had his relationships that he thought were going to work, you know, right. relationships that, you know, maybe they weren't destined to work at all, but mm-hmm. he tried. And it was it was interesting to see because it, it's just two different sides of 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 the spectrum. Of the yeah. spectrum. And my dad was more, my dad was all about raising us three. Yeah. And he didn't, I don't think he even wanted, he didn't, he couldn't find the right mom for us. Mm. Okay. And he had a girlfriend for a really long time and mm-hmm. she kind of was like a stepmom. I almost kind of refer to her refer to her as like my old like stepmom right um because my dad and her were together for like for a minute for a long time like yeah like yeah more than like seven years or something like that jesus so it, i don't i don't i don't know how to explain it but it's not it's not it's not a resentment mm-hmm. it's it's just like it's just interesting to look at. It's just yeah. okay. This is where he might have messed up. This is what you know came about. This you know this is what he fixed. This is what, this he, is what left. he fixed. And yeah, right. It's I'm not comparing my two parent situation because they're just they're different, different people. Yeah. And knowing my parents now, it was mm-hmm. it's more so like how are you guys ever married in the first place? Yeah. So <laughs> that's kind of the way I've kind of had to look at it right. as I gotten older. It's just like you guys are two different people. Yeah. There's a you know a rough patch of when they didn't like each other when right, we were right. younger mm-hmm. and just all kinds of weird situations. Right. And it just you know things were ugly at at certain points of us growing up between the parents and stuff like that. And there were definitely situations that you know it just as a kid, when you look back on it, you're like, wow, that like actually happened, happened when you're yeah. in the moment. You're kind of like, it's, it's all just right, like normal. I might go play video games like an hour after that or something like that. Like, yeah. like what the hell? But I mean, I don't, it's kind of a hard question to answer because I you're think also talking about two different spectrums of races. Mm-hmm. So, oh yeah, two environments. Going back to environments, yeah, environments that my dad was wanting to put me in, mm-hmm. whether it was just people he was hanging around or sports. It was different. It was different moms. than yeah. what. It was different than the access I was going to get being with my mom. Mm-hmm. And so, as far as sports, I leaned to my dad more so it's for pretty yeah. much everything, and the dads and the, and the resources and connections that he had. It's not saying my mom didn't know anybody, but as far as having a place to train and my stepdad knowing who he means. My stepdad knows way more people now, now right, right, right. than he probably did when I was growing up. And that's right. just because his business has been consistent and it's running. Shout out Fizz. I, I think that uh, me having um, been in a situation similar, I think that it made me, um, again, understand how how it led kids to be like a certain way towards a certain parent. Yeah. And, I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. So I I ain't like ever took a step back from from either one of my godparents, but um it just made me kind of understand how um the whole the whole system of being in a relationship to having kids to marriage to everything like that is a whole like um it's a whole different level of commitment that if you're not ready for that shit, it could lead it could f- it fuck your life up. Yeah. 
or it could obviously lead to something like beautiful. But mm-hmm. I mean, in today's world, I don't know what the percentage is of marriages uh, ending in divorce now, but I guarantee it's probably over fifty. Divorces are high. Yeah, I want to say divorces are like <laughs> unfortunately close to forty percent. It's yeah. got to be something, something stupid, crazy like something. that. But we I can, feel like we can look that up for I you later. Say, but shit, I will say that if. My parents had gone through a divorce when I was, you know, 11, 12, 13 older, years old. Yeah. I think it definitely would have been a, a situation where sides have been chosen Chose, yeah. because you're just more cognizant of what what's going on. What's going on. And then at that age, you're kind of you're kind of forced to and you're going to listen to whoever you feel like is, is right. Is right. And you're just going to pick a side eventually. And mm-hmm. I mean, thank God that never happened. But yeah, thank God you never put in a situation where you had to choose a parent. And if and if any kids out there feel like they got to choose between um, a parent, whether they're right or wrong. I grew up half my life without my pops. And for whatever reason, to this day, I ain't never asked him, like, why, you know what I'm saying, he wasn't there from the jump. Mm -hmm. But um, I still gave him another chance when I was in middle, I was in, like, seventh grade, bro. And, like, my dad started to come back around, and I was just, like, with open arms, like, because I know kids that don't have their dad. Right. So for my dad Mm -hmm. to kind of, like, turn back time and like okay i'm here now and he i mean he he been there he ain't you know saying the best but for him to show effort is means the world meant the world to me i i had my dad now i felt like i was on top of the world so um the relationship that you have with your parents shouldn't shouldn't get involved in their marriage like you your relationship is separate from You should marriage. be that bridge. Yeah. You should, you should yeah. sort of be that bridge. I K- think the kids only reason are why my parents, the reason why my parents ever communicated is because, through it was about, yeah. it was because of us or through us. Exactly. So it, it, I like being that bridge because it was like, all right, you can keep your shit over here. Mm-hmm. You can keep your shit over there. And right. we can be, we can be civil. We can, we can at least We're be cognizant. Way. Like, yeah, like my dad will ask how my mom's doing. My mom asked how my dad's doing. That's fine. But right. other than that, they weren't asking too many questions or right, what was right. going on. So I didn't. They were just making sure I everything was cool. No, I wasn't getting interrogated by either side. So right. at least that was a, at least seemed healthy from my point of view. And when you grow up, it's a little uglier than it might have What seemed, you like it to be. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, it all worked out in a way that I wouldn't change. So I guess I just keep it at that. Hell yeah. So I'm going to wrap this up with saying. This is a Real Time Production Podcast. And shout out to all the parents out there. Shout out all t- to all the parents that's holding down. And I know Mother's Day is over, Father's Day coming up. So show all the fathers love that's really holding down for their family. You know what I'm saying? Three and four, we in here. It's <laughs> a Real Time Production. We out. We out. Thank y'all for tuning in to another episode of A Real Tires Production. My name is Cameron Scales, alongside my co-host Justin Rucker. Appreciate every listener. Please like and subscribe on all of our channels. See y'all next episode. We out. Yeah, yeah. Da, 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 da.